0: Hello, and welcome to the Think and Thank podcast, where we try to see everything through positive deviance. This is part two of talking to positive leaders about how to be a positive leader in the pandemic. Check it out. Hope you enjoy. <laughs> okay. okay. Well, today we have another very, very special guest. And Uh, someone who I've been friends with for many, many years. And it is Abby Hossie. Abby Hossie is the COO of a inventory tracking warehouse management system software company. And she has been there uh, and the COO there for the last 10 plus years. And she has a reputation in the business of being a positive leader and a forward thinker. So with that, Abby, welcome to the show.
1: Well, thanks, Jordan. It's great to be here. And thanks for such a uh, lovely and generous introduction there. Um, it's, it's great to be here joining you today.
0: Well, the honor is ours. And uh, I know the listeners will get a lot out of your uh, wisdom and experience and energy. So I have a few questions for you. Today episode, uh, this episode is about positive leadership strategies during crisis. Obviously, we're all still uh, under the grips of the worldwide uh, virus pandemic, and we've had shutdowns. We've had uh, many great tragedies within tragedies, you could say. And our listeners are looking for some strategies to lead their companies and their organizations during this crisis and perhaps future crises, is uh, big and small. So what have been some things that have worked for you or not worked uh, in leading through a crisis?
1: Well, I think the best place to start, um, and they're both kind of connected, is just communication and transparency. During COVID-19 and all of the kind of unknown and brand new experiences and, you know, when it seems like all the information that we're getting is changing day by day, you know, wear a mask, don't wear a mask, it helps, it doesn't help, Um, stay six feet away, but still wear the mask, you know, all of that back and forth, I think just really emphasized how important it is. To communicate with your employees and to just be really transparent about, you know, yes, we are kind of playing this by ear, but based off of what we're hearing, which is XYZ, you know, these are the decisions we're going to be making and this is why. And kind of wrapping into that is letting your employees see that you do care and that you are taking their safety into account as you're making those decisions because especially in today's world um, I think that there is a propensity for people to maybe not be selfish might not be the right term but you know to really put themselves first and I think that you see that with big businesses where it seems like you know the CEO might not necessarily care about the employees and their health and their well-being as much as he does that bottom line. So I think making it really clear that the decisions you're making for the company as far as, you know, working from home and reducing the numbers of people that are inside the offices and safety protocols that you're putting into place, making it really clear that what's most important is employee health. And I think that really helps people feel safe, especially as they're starting to come back into the office and, you know, still experiencing some of that unsurety about what exposure risks look like Um, and long term helps with employee retention.
0: Thank you, Abby. That is all wonderful. You know, you mentioned transparency and you mentioned caring. Um, and addressing concerns and you know it's interesting I've interviewed a few different leaders now and their number one answer seems to be transparency and that's just incredible you know uh, Steve Hare who is the CEO of Sage uh, another uh, tech company in the UK he was rated the number one highest rated CEO during the COVID-19 crisis in the UK. And his answer was transparency um, in the articles that they've written up about him was transparency and smart strategy as well. And, uh, you know, and the idea of addressing the concerns um, was something we found in the Positive Organizational Scholarship Uh Holton, 2020, discusses uh, that that must be done during a crisis, addressing the concerns. Uh, Teta, in 2020, talked also about disseminating the vital information and knowledge. And, you know, it's just, it's just really um, good advice, I think. And the second part that you, you spoke of was the uh, caring for and let them knowing that you care and you know, it reminds me of compassion and, and what Lilius and colleagues in 2012 articulated that uh with compassion, which by definition in positive psychology is to see the problems, care about the problems, and then take sacrificial action to help alleviate the employees' suffering and whatever they need. Could you give us some uh, examples of how you cared for your employees during the crisis with compassion?
1: Absolutely. so as we moved from working inside of the office and everything being you know normal to you know all of a sudden having to be working from home and then gradually transitioning back to the office. Um, keeping a very open line of communication, you know, I hate to keep going back to that same word, but really communication is going to be one of the key things, but keeping that open line of communication and checking in with the employees about where their comfort level stands, because, you know, not everybody was immediately comfortable coming back into an office because there is still, you know, even to today, a lot of unknowns surrounding the virus and, um, you know, long-term effects and all of that. And so just communicating and leaving an open pathway for people to express if they did have any concerns um, so that if it was something where, you know, they had any kind of question about, you know, I'm not sure that I want to be in the same room as another person, and if we are six feet apart with masks on, you know, I'm still concerned, or you know, I have a compromised immune system, and being willing to take those things into account and work with that person, so that they're still able to feel comfortable in the environment that we give them to work in. Because that's when you're really going to get their best work is when they're feeling comfortable and they're not worried about all of these outside issues.
0: It's wonderful. So you're saying communication is uh, despite what some uh, old school, I might say leaders believe is not a one-way street. It is not leader top down. That's not what you're referring to. And you're saying communication. Absolutely.
1: I mean, I don't even consider it real communication unless it's going both ways because otherwise you're just giving orders. If it's all one way, that's just order giving. You have to have that back and forth flow and just having channels available for people to communicate that really isn't enough because if they're sending communication saying, hey, I'm unsure about this or I don't feel good about this and nothing ever changes and nothing ever happens, well, that communication is going to be shut down and you're going to wind up losing that employee over the long term. So just having the communication open doesn't quite get you all the way there. You still have to act upon what you're being communicated and, you know, show them that you are going to do what's in their best interest long-term.
0: Oh, acting on that, that is wonderful. And so it doesn't, it isn't just talking the talk. It isn't just giving uh, lip service. And I think that touches on A level of authenticity and authentic leadership that's needed during a crisis. I want to ask you one final um, exploratory question here about something you've been mentioning a couple of times, and that is the uncertainty of the pandemic in the crisis versus the certainty that you as a leader and uh, as a company can provide. And, you know, Sutton in 2009 um, called this providing predictability for employees during a crisis. So my question would be, can you tell the listeners of any other specific ways that you were able to provide some predictability in a time of unpredictability? Yeah,
1: absolutely. So while you're making all of these changes and you know people are moving to working from home and they're learning new tools Um, we still keep in place core values and you know core processes so that you do still have some of that regular day-to-day underneath all of the changes so it's not 100 percent a brand new experience, you know, you're just changing and altering the things that are already happening. So, you know, already having a culture of we care about you as a person beyond just caring about you as an employee, and making, you know, mental health, a priority among your employees, so that you have that trust already in place that you're just continuing to build on throughout any kind of pandemic or crisis period. So you have the trust and consistency in that trust that you're then just continuing into a new environment or, you know, a slightly different way of doing things.
0: Oh, wow. That's, that is good stuff. You know, I wish Kim Cameron, uh, if he's out there listening somewhere, would just love your answer on that. Uh, as he talked about in 2014, you know, he, the, the leader of, you know, this push for virtuousness in the workplace as a way to flourish, he talked about or- the organizational paradigm of virtuousness and, and that, that's that core belief and that workplace culture Uh, maintaining that, that I think you're referring to, um, which connects to this and just behaviors that display universally good and moral principles, the consistency and keeping that going to ground the employees and the teams during a crisis um, is, is, is just brilliant.
1: Yes. Well, I'm, I'm glad that I could come on today and you know contribute in some way um I don't know if you had other questions for me <laughs> Absolutely yes
0: No that is I think we have given our our listeners uh quite enough as far as leading through a uh crisis. We've we've talked about you know the you've really stressed communication and it being you know, a two way street and acting upon those uh, things being communicated back and forth. You've talked about the transparency, the honesty, the compassion that the leader has to show during these hard times, addressing concerns and um, finally, the virtuousness and the main, the maintaining of the culture, what unites you all and the virtuousness. Abby, thank you so much we really appreciate it and uh, hope you can come back Absolutely. and see us Thanks again
1: sometime. Thanks for having me, Jordan. Bye-bye.
0: You are welcome. Bye bye.